This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the We Be Our Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Westenbroom's Women's Advancement Commission. Welcome, this is Mayor Sharon Weston-Broom, and you are listening to the We Be Our Podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month, and we invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Valerie Jackson-Jones, a Women's Advancement Commission member and a very involved community volunteer. How are you doing today, Valerie? I'm doing fine, Mayor. Thank you so much for having me here and to serve as part of your Women's Commission. Today, our guest is Brianna Joseph. Brianne Joseph. I'm so sorry about that. We're starting off on an interesting footing already. You have me sitting in here. All right, Brianne Joseph is an award-winning entrepreneur, private investigator, best-selling author, keynote speaker, and breast cancer survivor. She is the owner and head investigator of Sly Fox Investigations, an all-female six-figure detective agency, Punk Ass Cancer a breast cancer empowerment brand. She has been a licensed private investigator in the state of Louisiana for 13 years. A recognized leader, Brianne was previously the regional two director of the Louisiana Private Investigators Association. She was honored at the BR40 Under 40 Entrepreneurs Award Ceremony, was named the 2011 Investigator of the Year by the National Association of Investigative Specialists, was awarded 2018 Best Private Investigator in New Orleans by Enterprise, and this past session was recognized by the Louisiana Senate for being a trailblazer. Welcome to our show, Brianna. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, look, Brianne, um, you have a story to tell, and I don't know if we'll get into everything today, <laughs> yeah, but I tell you, on. it certainly is intriguing, <laughs> you know, the whole private investigator uh, mm-hmm. angle is one I'd like to talk to you about off the record. When- <laughs> Whatever you need, I got you. I have, you. I I got have some you. ideas. But at any rate, let's just get back. So tell me more about your journey and, and how you came to do all of these things that you're in, that you're doing. You're you're an advocate for uh, breast cancer, you're an entrepreneur, you're an author, motivational speaker, you do it all. So so tell me a little bit about this journey and how it all comes together. Yeah, um, absolutely. I started as an apprentice uh, working for other detective agencies in New Orleans, um, and that's pretty much how I learned the ropes about private investigation. Um, and I was born and raised in New Orleans, um, and just like everyone else, when Hurricane Katrina hit, we all had to leave, had to evacuate. Um, right after that, I ended up um, evacuating to Lafayette first, um, and we lived for six months on an air mattress um, in the friend of a friend's house uh, after Hurricane Katrina. And then after those six months, we then moved to Baton Rouge. And um, we've been here ever since, you know, and that's where I started my business here as well. Well, um, tell us a little bit about your business and, and your career. I think if, if uh, whenever um, the um, 
chapter closes in my public service life, I could see myself being an investigative public private <laughs> investigator. I always tell my children and my friends, nothing gets by me. I see everything. <laughs> but tell us a little bit uh, about how you came to uh, do your uh, work, your career. Yeah, well, I absolutely think you could be a private investigator. Thank you. I, yeah, Thank I do. You for that affirmation. <laughs> I actually think all women make good investigators. You know, naturally, if there's something we want to know, you better believe we are going to find out, right? So we yes. all make good investigators. So um, you know, but private investigation is a largely male-dominated industry. Yeah. For one, there's about sixty thousand PIs in the U.S. Only fifteen percent are women. Wow. Only three percent are African American women. Wow. So um, there's not a whole lot of me who do this for one. Um, but I specialize in surveillance and my agency specializes in surveillance for um, the majority of the work we do is for insurance fraud, oh. um, workers' compensation fraud, yeah. um, and things like that. Um, we also do infidelity. We do child custody cases. Um, we serve process service. We locate witnesses for attorneys. Um, the majority of our clients are indeed attorneys, and that's where we get the majority of our work from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am also a breast cancer survivor. Um I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2015, um, and from that experience, I did write a book. It's called Punk Ass Cancer, How Dare You? Mm-hmm. And um, the book, I'm very proud of that book. It was number one on Amazon for a while, the bestsellers list there. And Congratulations. I wrote, thank you. Um, and I wrote the book um, just as a guide for other survivors to find their light again the way that I did. Um, But the most amazing part of that experience is the fact that um, I now am a keynote speaker at oncology conferences across the country where I have the awesome opportunity to uh, speak to doctors and oncology staff about ways that they can better empower their patients from the patient's perspective in hopes of transforming the patient-provider relationship in, in oncology. And so um, I just came from California uh, maybe three weeks ago at an oncology conference, Oncology Symposium in Brea, California. So I'm, I'm really blessed to have such an important role in oncology right now. I didn't expect that, but it's such a, a great thing to happen from such a negative situation. Well, that's wonderful uh, yeah. that you're using that experience to empower other women and medical professionals. As you think about your journey, your career, What life lesson uh, sticks out in your mind? Well, I think one of the the main lessons that I've learned, especially as an entrepreneur, is that I'm not a one-man show. (laughs) I learned very on the uh, importance of team building and um, how vital that is for the success of, of your business. You know, I think as entrepreneurs, we have a tendency to want to do it all ourselves, mm-hmm. and then we end up getting burned out and we don't do anything. Yeah. You know, so I think it's, it was very important for me to learn how to, um, to just bring on people who were talented and dedicated and, and more importantly, shared the same vision that I had for my brand, mm-hmm. and that allowed me to, to step outside of the brand a little mm-hmm. bit and work on it instead of being in it so much that and that greatly contributed to my ability to grow so what are you most proud of I mean as I've listened to you I can I feel like I can pull out something (laughs) that uh, immediately um, I think about but what are you most proud of I'm most proud of my resiliency Mm. 
I'm very proud of that because it wasn't a very easy thing to do. None of this is easy. And, and it takes a certain level of resiliency to be able to bounce back from things and keep going in spite of. Mm-hmm. But I'm also most recently uh, proud of the fact that we were uh, recognized by the Louisiana Senate for our excellence in surveillance as an agency mm-hmm. um, and for our, our efforts in women's empowerment and just for being the only all-female detective agency in the mm-hmm. state of Louisiana. Um, and that's I'm very proud of that because of of what I had to go through to get mm-hmm. to that point because mm-hmm. it wasn't an easy road. So to be recognized on on such a great platform like that is, I have to say, one of the the best experiences. And not only that, we're going to be on the cover of the New Orleans Gambit magazine next month, awesome. and I'm very proud of that. We've never had a, a print cover. We've been in other you know yes. online, yes. but we've never had a, a hard copy print cover. So we're very oh, proud of that. That is an accomplishment. Yeah. And so, what advice? Uh, do you have for other women? What message would you uh, leave with our listeners? Um, The message that, um, or the advice that I would give to other women would be um, just that, to understand that you are powerful beyond your own belief and to trust that power. Um, I think a lot of times we... um, we're just afraid to jump in mm-hmm. and figure things out. But I think it's important that we stop talking ourselves out of opportunities because we don't think we're ready mm-hmm. because we are ready, you know, and we have to trust ourselves to be able to just jump in and figure things out because we can. And we just doubt ourselves way too much. Awesome. Valerie, um, you have a question for Brian? Oh, well, yes, I do. When you're doing investigations, <laughs> I'm particularly interested in that part about infidelity. Yeah. Have you Okay, all, Valerie. Have, <laughs> have have your investigators ever been caught when you were doing the investigations? No, they have not been caught. There have been situations where we may have felt someone may have been more observant than we want them to be, and we would maybe just break off and try again another time. But we haven't had, now early on in the beginning, in the early years, yes, there may have been a situation where it was a learning curve. (laughs) But now, no, that's not an issue anymore. (laughs) I was just curious. And one other little question about your, uh, before we get to the last question, uh, have you ever been hired or attempts to hire you by both parties that you are investigating? We have. We we did have a situation where we, we were contacted by both parties, but we couldn't take the case from both parties. Um, so, yes, that does happen occasionally. <laughs> that's Very an testament. Yes, that that's yeah. shows how Very well the, your agency is known and how the status <laughs> yeah. of your agency yeah. when both sides would yeah. you know, make contact with yeah. you. But for my final uh, question, I think is our final question for the listeners. If you had guests visiting Baton Rouge for 24 hours, where would you take them? I would likely spend the entire 24 hours eating somewhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a foodie, so we're definitely hitting up all the good food spots. So, you know, I, I'm just I'm just going to I'm going to P.F. Chang's. I'm going to Fleming's. I'm going to Chimes. I'm going all over the city. I'm taking them everywhere. We're going to sample all of the different restaurants. So we'll do that. <laughs> and um, uh, I don't know. I like to um, just hang out and relax. We might go to the spa. We might hit up Bumble Lane. Get a nice spa, pedicure, manicure. Um, might play some top golf. That's always fun to do. Uh, might hit up tsunami for some drinks on the rooftop. Those types of things are fun to me, and I think we could spend a good amount of time doing those types of things. 
that's those are some good, <laughs> those are some good suggestions for me. I need to, I need to do all of the above. Then. Uh, but it's been such a delight, um, Brian, having you here, and Thank your you. message is certainly one of empowerment, encouragement, and um, I know many of our listeners will be uh, hitting up Amazon to get a copy of your uh, book and to learn. Uh, more about you. So thank you so much for being here. And, and to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the We Be Our podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. And we invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Thanks for listening to the We Be Our podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Weston Broom's Women's Advancement Commission.